This is Opposite Attractions, Season 3, Episode 5, Lonesome Ghosts, The Challenge, A Spooky Attraction. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the world-famous Opposite Attractions podcast. I will be your skipper for the evening, Scotty Moore, joined, as always, by the my, my amateur skipper, Mr. Jim Murphy. Oh, a couple more weeks of correspondence, and I'll be good. Yeah, one day you'll Hooray. be there. Woo. I'll be That's able to right. tell jokes just as good as... No, never. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Uh, yeah, man, you've been yeah. a, you've been a vacation boy. Yeah, I, I saw a really awful uh, Mickey Mouse related paraphernalia while I was on yeah, vacation. Yeah, you sent all that to me, and I got real uncomfortable. I was <laughs> like, oh, thank God, they've got a lot to get through before they sue us. We're good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty pretty rough. I mean, there was ones where it was like like um, Mickey's face, but like. The, instead of being just like black and white, it was like black and like star fields. And then underneath of it, it said faded and he was given a double middle finger. <laughs> there was that one. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I got, I got to go to the beach, but I didn't have much Disney related stuff happen to me. I was just like, okay, I guess, you, guess you, I'm just going to You pressed it. a button and a toilet flushed or something. I remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We went to Ripley's Believe It or Not and... Um, I went to the bathroom and was immediately kind of uncomfortable. I was like, because they always mess with you. They got numerous things to mess with you in there. And I was like, I walked in the bathroom and I, I was expecting like at Universal Studios, there's a bathroom in Harry Potter World where Moaning Myrtle will talk to you. And I'm like, I don't oh, want that. Oh, that is unnecessary. Yeah. But instead, all they have is a, they got a nice button that you press and it makes a toot noise. <laughs> So, yeah, that's all they had. They also had a uh, bug, you know, the bug candy, like the weird ones they flavor, like. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the crickets. Yeah, they had a vending machine for that, and it was really dope. I didn't buy nothing, because hell no, but. <laughs> I ate uh, I ate chocolate-covered bacon. That's actually my first ever roommate I ever had. I made a specific request to him, which is I refuse to live with you unless you make me chocolate-covered bacon, and he did, and it was the shit. It This stuff, I can only eat like a piece or two of it. It really has a weird mouthfeel flavor combination that doesn't sit well with me. I could see that. It's like a ta- if it was crunchy, if it was all crunchy, it'd be a f- amazing, but it's like stringy. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So, wait, it wasn't crunchy bacon? No, it's not really crunchy bacon. I don't know if it's because of the chocolate or what, but, like, you bite into it and you, like, pull, and it's almost like you're eating, like, a chocolate-covered airhead or something. Oh, God, no, no, It's not that thick. It's really thin. It's like they took a very thin strip of bacon that wasn't cooked properly and uh, and put chocolate on it and it hardened. Jim, you hear that? It's the music. It's the music of everyone's favorite show within a show, Pass Fast. Because I have a pass. I got a Pass Fast this week. Except Pass Fast is usually a show about rides we don't want to ride. And there's a 90... 90% of me doesn't want to ride this, but there's 10% that's like, maybe. 
Okay. And it is a uh, it's a ride that it's actually what they were replacing dueling dragons with at Universal Studios. I saw a video where basically someone broke down like what they thought it was going to be, and if it's what they think it's going to be, hell no. <laughs> and so it, it honestly it sounded like an episode of Opposite Attractions is how ridiculous it was because they were just like. All right, and then you go up this hill, you go up a lift hill, and it's like a dragon ate the end of the track, so there's no track, and then you just start shooting backwards, and then you shoot backwards through the rest of the track, and I'm like, um, I'm good, actually. I'm good if you didn't do that. <laughs> I don't remember that in the movie, but let's go. <laughs> like, uh, I think it was you shoot backwards, there's a part where you see the Weasley's, like, van crash next to you. And you go into, like, Hagrid's cave or something, and I think they said there's, like, a dragon that escapes or something. So is and, it is it, like, Expedition Everest? Is that what uh, you're telling me? Well, there's one part I have a problem with, and I, there's no confirmation on this. This is just a rumor. This is all speculation. Okay. But apparently there's a room you go in, and I swear to God, they said there's, like, only two or three other roller coasters that do this. The track just drops it just becomes tower of terror for a minute as you drop straight down yeah um i don't remember if it's in Alton towers or one of the bush gardens maybe yeah or maybe where it, it you go into like a barn an old barn and the track drops like like a story that's all you drop is like a like 50 it's like 15 feet tops and it's actually it's not super fast yeah. It's just enough, and then you click back into another set of track, and then you go backwards, I think. Like, you're getting chased out of the barn by, like, a spirit. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, you were right. That's enough. That's enough for me to be like, yeah. I might not I, do this. Yeah, I don't, think it's a, I don't think it's meant to be, like, a fast fall. Like, because like, Tower of Terror's drop was, is three times the force of gravity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or and maybe I'm not, that's... I'm good. <laughs> Or maybe that was the tower, the the, the, the World Trade Center elevator, something. The, what? Yeah, the what? World Trade Center, the, the like the the old, uh, you know, the uh, never forget the, the the World Trade Center elevators were apparently like Ever, everyone's very, favorite theme park very, ride. Were apparently very fast, like where you could get from because you because it's like a, it was like a hundred stories and it took you like ninety seconds to get to the top. Yeah. Yeah. That was always my favorite ride was World Trade Center. That was my favorite <laughs> ride to go to. Oh, dude, we went to, uh, it's called Race City, and they call it a theme park. And my <laughs> boy, it's not a theme park. Like, it, it has go-karts. Go it's got go-karts. It's got arcades. It has a Ferris wheel that was very broken. Has a ro- It has a roller coaster that is already in the, like, in the field of, like, I'm not getting on that. Like, there. <laughs> My favorite, though, is they have something called the Sea Maze. And I was going to talk about this on BS, but I think it might be better here. <laughs> because we we got... we I've been there like three times. The first time I went, the Sea Maze was not the Sea Maze. It was like a scary maze. It was like you were trying to escape from an asylum. And okay. we went, I went back, and my boy, they didn't 
change a damn thing. They put, like, a lobster somewhere, and they're like, it's now the sea! And I'm like, no, it's not. It's still terrifying. It is, it's like you are going through the brig of, like, Davy Jones's ship at the bottom of the ocean. It's horrifying. <laughs> and so, like, the only way me, I was able to get through it was the whole time as I was walking through, I was just like, under the sea! Under the sea! Um... But, oh no, oh no, no, no. Let me just get to the worst part. <laughs> which is, you get, you go through it. And it's not like a normal maze where you just walk. There are like doors you have to open, which was weird. So I get, we get to the end. And you just see what I can only describe as a giant white vagina. <laughs> And it's, ba- it's these two giant white airbags that you have to walk through the middle of. And it's the worst shit ever, dude. You've got, like, everything pressing up against your body as you walk through this thing. And second time I did it wasn't bad. First time I did it, I was with somebody who has real bad claustrophobia. <laughs> and she just stares at it and was like, no, I'm not doing this shit. I'm good. And I'm like, well, there's no other way unless you want to walk backwards through that hell maze we just went through. And she goes, fine. And I just go, give me your hand. So I led her through it, like, by the hand and just feel her, like, grabbing harder and harder as we go deeper. And then we get out on the other side. And how, I just, how, how deep is this thing? Like, prob- feet? Yeah, it's feet. Like, dude, it's not like a five feet either. It's probably like 25 feet of vagine you have to walk through (laughs) (laughs) and i got to the end of it and i just remember being like you need to step back and just breathe she goes why like there's a hand sticking out of the white like help let me come out i'm like you don't want to because as you get to the end there's a strobe light and a giant fucking shark head just staring at you and i'm like all right, I'm just going to prep you real quick. Jaws is here, and he's pissed. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, that's that's the, that's the beauty of going to a theme park in Panama City Beach, Florida. When I was, like, probably under the age of eight, mm-hmm. I went to the Ripley's in Myrtle Beach, and I don't know if I've been, if I went back in there any time when I was older, but I do remember, like... Like, hands over eyes and ears, like, screaming, get the hell out of there. Like, parents had to, like, carry me out. And I don't remember anything about it or what would have scared me. Because I've been in other Believe It or Nots, and I don't remember anything that horrifying. But I do remember that one, like, like, it it was, like, start to finish was, like, eight minutes. Yeah. When, I've got two stories like this. When I was a kid, our local history museum had a giant pterodactyl skeleton. Ooh. Creepy. And they, well, I guess it wasn't a real one because you, they would probably have done more care with it. But they had like a, <laughs> they had like it, it up in the corner. So you just turned a corner and there's this punk ass pterodactyl staring at you. And I just remember like, yeah, no, I ain't going further. I ain't walking further because that motherfucker's gonna come get me. But the se- the second one. Uh, is I was at Ripley's Aquarium in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Does it have the tunnel? It has the punk-ass tunnel, yes. 
where the beginning <laughs> the beginning of it is like this rock wall that's like shark cave enter at your own despair and i'm like I don't, i'm already not feeling good about this so you go in and you're on like a moving sidewalk and at first it's fine you're just like oh cool sharks sharks are awesome and then you turn a corner and you see like this massive well not not massive but big enough scratch on the glass and it just says above it just like two like probably like a week after we opened one of the sharks rammed our glass and it attacked and it hit right here and caused this giant scratch to appear we haven't been able to get anybody in to fix it so this is just what we have now and i remember staring at that and being like like reality set in of these are sharks all around me and i was like all right mom we're good we need to leave actually we need to leave right now um the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia has, uh, I don't know if they still do, but at, uh, the last time I went, which was a couple years ago, they have a human heart you can walk through. Okay. Body it's like, wars. it's like a, it's like a, a two story tall, like it's it, imagine like a burger, like a, like a, like a Burger King playland. Yeah. Sort of a thing, but it's like real thin. It's like very claustrophobic and it does have like the, like the walls move, like it's pumping blood. And there's little, like, flappity things where you go through from, like, chamber to chamber that, like, move. It's not, like, spooky, but it is creepy. That sounds about, like, ten pounds of nope in a five-pound bag. Right it is fun. Mouth. Like, it's not, it, it's not, like I said, it's not scary. It is kind of, like, if you're claustrophobic, it would probably be bad. But yeah. it's not, like, like, like not nobody's going to jump out of you and yell, like, Aorta! Or something like that. Yeah. going to happen. Um, so Jim Murphy, this is a podcast where we build our own Thiggity theme park, and of course we've had our superhero themes, we've had our creative themes, but now this this time we're just saying fuck it and building, going all out, like just putting it all out on the line, giving our personalities really time to shine with this. Do we have a should we have a name for this theme park? I don't want to call it. I don't want to call it the opposite attractions theme park. I'm still workshopping. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be something about opposites, though, because I, I think that's really it, it is strikingly the opposites. Which, by the way, um, next week for those of you listening to this, actually, it should be when this comes out. I'm gonna be guesting with my fun fiction co-host on the show, uh, Nerds Who Make, and I told him about our theme park, and he goes, "Yeah, you know that sh- that." Sh-? I was just like, "Yeah, one half of it's like this really educational part." about like old theme parks and the other part is kind of where you just go and get really drunk and he's like you know that that theme park already exists and it's called epcot <laughs> like, and you yeah. should say you said yeah my co-host we used to work there <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um but of course we always have our our nice little challenges and this week i brought to the table my favorite kind of ride which is a fucking spooky ride and I, I realize, like, I don't want it to be like a, I don't want it to be like a, a, a Halloween Horror Nights-esque thing where there are actual things jumping out at you. Because I think jump scares, A, are cheap, and B, like, it, a, a, after you ride the ride once, you know where the jump scares are and they become kind of lame. So I just kind of wanted to create, like, this real spooky environment. I don't know. Every single time I ride Test Track, that freaking truck... Oh, yeah, the truck. Um, so my ride is called The Swing of Hell. And, <laughs> of course and it, it, it is. Well, not only that, it's also kind of a uh, it's also a transportation ride because you'll, oh, start in one, 
you'll start in one area and end up in the other one, but you start off in the area that's kind of like my classy establishment. Did you say from hell or of hell? I need this for my notes. Well, now I'm changing it. Like, it was Swing of Hell, but Swing from Hell is such a better name. Uh, but it's Swing from Hell, and it starts off in the classy area, and the exterior of it is... I, I'm really drawing from Tower of Terror, so it's kind of got that old 1930s vibe, except it's not a hotel. It's more of a nightclub from that era. So that's it's, what it is. It's this, a speakeasy. It's a speakeasy, and this ride does, in fact, have a three-drink minimum. Um, so as you start off the ride, you ride into this old timey kind of like swing club from the thirties and it looks like it's closed down. Like everything kind of seems, it's got the tower of terror feel, which is there's like, it's old and dusty and nasty. And there's kind of like this music, this swing music, but it's very light. It's kind of just like, like that kind of thing. And then finally, as you go through it, you enter this massive ballroom where there's, like, this animatronic, like, slim guy. Like, this really slim dude. You rang. With, like, a pencil-thin mustache. And he's he's a crooner. And he's got the microphone. And he sings to you. And he's just like, well, hello, everybody. Come on in. It's been a while since I've seen my friends. Now let's get started. What I want you to do, think about all the wishes you wish came true. You want a puppy, a baby, a brand new caddy, maybe a pretty little thing that calls you daddy. Well, just think hard. Smile real nice, because I'll make it come true for a little price. And as he says little price, fucking flames shoot up. And the smell of brimstone, like the burning, like Rome burning enters your nostrils. <laughs> and then that's about the time you hit the front of the stage where you notice there's like this gap and you just shoot down. And now you're in a massive roller coaster that's it's got kind of like the mummy or spaceship or not spaceship Earth or uh, space mountain where you have like these neon signs all around you, except uh, it's also kind of like... Uh, rock and roller coaster but it's more of got like a new orleans vibe to it so you see like these jesters and these fun things like that all around you and there's big band music playing in your ear like it started off with that light kind of like but now it's like getting it it is loud like I, i've been listening to a band called uh i think it's called hold on let me make sure i got the right name here diablo swing orchestra and they're kind of like heavy metal mixed with old band music and i love them to death and that's the kind of music that's playing and uh finally you hit like this large spiral where your cart just shoots around in a spiral with flames shooting up around you and then you spit out into essentially the building you were just in except now it's almost like the upside down in stranger things so <laughs> every everything is like creepy and brimstone and there's flames everywhere and there's, instead of being, like, abandoned and empty, now there are just animatronic dancing demons all around you with a louder swing version of the song you were just listening to. So you go through this area and you pass by all these different scenes with, like, animatronic demon waitresses flirting with demonic playboys. There's, like, a girl dancing on the bar. And then finally you reach the room that you just left. And now, instead of just being the single guy, it's him still there. Now he's got two horns, 
and there is a band behind him, and they are just getting it, Jim Murphy. They are taking it down, and you see animatronic demons swing dancing all around you, and it's awesome. And then finally, you go back to the front of the stage again, and then you shoot into another small roller coaster section. There's mayhem, horror all around you, fire shooting out at your cart. So, like, imagine the Winnie the Pooh ride, which is a weird ride to bring up, where that <laughs> one little fucking heffalump or whatever vapes at you. Instead, it's a flame shooting out at you. And then you finish the ride, and you arrive in the hellhole, which is the premier bar in the section of the park known as the dive section. So instead of, you start off in, like, the classy section, and now you're in the creepy dive section. And so you go to the hellhole, and the bar is essentially just kind of like a continuation of the ride itself. So the waitresses are all dressed kind of in the same manner. Uh, it's kind of like Raglan Road, because there are people dancing all around you, like, swing dancing. Uh, there's a live band playing loud music, and the walls have, like, like... Oh, the walls, you know how, like, it, at Hard Rock, they have, like, the cases that have musician stuff in them? Yes. Here we just have co their coffins. And so you have, like, Dean Martin's body with, like, but skeletal and dressed like Dean Martin in one. And there's a giant one for Frank Sinatra. And there are two sections, well, three sections, technically. There's the bar, or there's the restaurant section of the hellhole. There's the gift shop, which is going to have, like, a Memento Mori vibe with, like, shirts and hats celebrating, but also also kind of, like, stuff that you wouldn't expect to get at a gift shop. And then there's also the main bar, which you have to be 21 and over because this is also where there's a burlesque show happening every single, uh, every single hour on the hour at the Hellhole. And the drink of choice for the Hell. I decided to give up on trying to create drinks and just look them up instead but okay. the drink the drink of choice is called the fire and brimstone and my favorite is the website i'm on it has the tasting notes and the first tasting note has like a a sliding scale from easy going to aggressive it is all the way on aggressive it is violently it tastes, to the side it tastes like cane <laughs> um and it is a drink which is lime uh Lime juice, vanilla syrup, orange liqueur, mezcal, and then a bar spoon of jalapeno syrup. <coughs> so. <clears throat> oh, right. Yeah. That is the fire. I thought there'd be scotch in it, but apparently not. But yeah, that is the, f that is my ride. That is, uh, the swing from hell. Oh, I have one question and that is, does a fiddle of gold play any part of this ride at any percentage? Nah, dog. That's that's that other bitch. That's not my thing. That's country music. This is all my swing daddies. I was contemplating having because like most of my rides have like a hero who comes in and saves you, and I thought about it, and then I was like, wait a minute, Haunted Mansion don't have a hero who comes and the, saves the, you. No, you just fucking die. The name of the band would have to be the Post Mortem Jukebox. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude, I'm making a post-morning jukebox shirt as soon as this show is over. Damn, that's good. All right, Jim, so that's you're gonna mine. Get, you're gonna, 
<laughs> uh, speaking of, yeah, they, they put up apparently like a burlesque uh, version or a cabaret version of Final Countdown by Europe. And yeah, someone man. on my Facebook was like, I didn't really understand. I didn't know what this song was until I heard the trombone break. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then the trombone break is like the just like what you think of when you think of Final Countdown. Mm-hmm. My favorite, there are two. Well, I mean, I love all of po- postmodern jukebox, but my personal favorite is the one where Wayne Brady sings Thriller, and it's yes. the best shit on the planet. Yes, I, I have that on my phone. Is that the same one? There's also another one, and I think Wayne Brady's in it as well, where WWE superstar Xavier Woods plays the trombone. I did not know that. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, X is on one of their songs playing trombone. Cause, um, there's also uh, Richard Cheese. You ever heard of Richard Cheese? Oh man, believe and me. And Lounge Against dude. the Machine. My dude, there are numerous. Like, I'm gonna bring in bands. Like, I want Aurelio Voltaire to play this joint. I want Diablo, uh, Diablo Swing Orchestra, uh, Richard Cheese, all these motherfuckers to come in and play. My, my favorite Richard Cheese is uh, the Love Shack. Uh, mine is Down with the Sickness. Down with the Sickness. <laughs> oh, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> All right. That's, they use that for Shaun of the Dead, right? I think so. Yeah, yes. yeah. All right. Okay, so bring it to the table, Murphy. Um, so uh, going along with what I did last week, where I basically p- portray myself as a psychotic lunatic, mm-hmm. uh, that that is kind of um, not really all there in the head. Um, my my attraction is called That's the Spirit. Okay. And it's basically a, uh, a Carousel of Progress style uh, rotating theater show. And uh, the idea is that I wanted to hire ghosts to perform for people in my park. And so I sent people out to, to, hi- to find ghosts. Now, uh, that didn't really work out very well. So when you go in... <laughs> As you go through every scene, it starts out like the first scene. It becomes pretty obvious pretty quick that it's all just like completely faked and yeah, yeah. really almost like cheaply done. So you go through one of them like that and you're kind of like, this is kind of silly. But as you go through, I'm thinking like four rooms, kind of similar to Carousel Progress, by the time you get like into the third room you're thinking like or like maybe toward the end of the second room you kind of think like like something goes wrong but you think maybe the thing that went wrong is like a ghost is actually there like fucking with them yeah and so the third room's worse like it like a ghost fucks with them more like they're trying to do like the stupid whatever parlor trick they want to do but it's like oh wait you know, but like shit keeps happening and you get like little glimpses of maybe there's like an actual spirit in the building. And by the time you get to the fourth room, like it's pretty much just the spirit like causing havoc and like Fuck ruining yeah. their like stupid effects. So okay. I really don't have um, much more than that, but I will say that the ending is so pretty that's, much... So that's why you were talking about postmodern jukebox for three minutes. The, um, well, I just like the only thing I have is that at the end, like the pretty much like the, because I still want to do like, it's not, it's, it's spooky, but it's also like funny. Yeah. You know? So like the end bit is like, before you go to like where you exit, like the last thing you hear is basically the ghost bitching about how he's not getting paid. Oh, I like that. 
Now, okay, we need a. I think we need a person. This ghost is though. So I don't. I don't. I think it needs to be a specific person you tried to get. Um. Let's see. It's not Dean. It's not this. Dean Martin. I already stole his body. <laughs> Let me think about who I could do to put in there. Yeah. Um, no, dude, dude. This straight up reminds me. Uh, there's a podcast I listen to called Weird Things. And they have a very, very old episode where essentially they just kind of sat around and were like, okay, you have a blank check from the ghost of Richard Branson. And and so what do you do with your blank check? What do you get? And one of the guys was just like, he had this whole extensive setup of like, you go out to a trailer because I spent all my money on this. I even dipped into my own pay. You see this red curtain and it pulls back and it's Elvis. It's Elvis. It's Elvis's body. I put Chuck E. Cheese animatronics in it, and he's here to perform. He's here to perform all of the greatest hits for you. So, my dog, I think that's what you need to go no, for. I think what I'm going to do is because there's four rooms, I'm going to choose the Marx Brothers. Oh shit! That's good. That's real good. Yeah, Harpo, Zip, uh, Zeppo, uh, Chico, uh, Chico, and uh, Groucho. Groucho. Yeah. That's so you can do like you can do like the um like heart playing like like where it's like obviously like faked with strings and shit. Yeah. You can yeah. do like uh, Chico playing the piano. Um. Uh, Zeppo not being funny on film, but a better person. <laughs> I no, I like the idea of adding a fifth room, and each of the other rooms kind like the first one. Like your first half of it is clearly this groaning, like, "Oh, this ain't this ain't real. This is bullshit," and then things start to act up in the first room, and that's like uh, Zeppo's room. Then you go to the next room, and that one's like Harpo's room. Then you go to the third room, and that's um, uh, uh, Chico's, yes, Sleepy's, and then you go to the fourth room, and it's Groucho, Surly, Sur- Surly, uh, Horny. All my favorites. And, Surly and then, looks out for only Surly looks out for Surly. Yeah, and then you go to the fifth room, and you have this is the grand reveal where the four Marx brothers are actually there, and they're just like, "Thank you for enjoying our show." <laughs> also, Steve Martin's there. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, no, it man. would be uh, what's her face, the uh, the woman they always got whose name I can't remember. Yeah. Well, speaking speaking of corpses, man, I I just watched a SNL sketch where. Aykroyd and Steve Martin revived the wild and crazy guys and Steve is Steve so it's fine but old ass fat Dan Aykroyd is the funniest thing in the world to see trying to revive that character it's yeah, I great think, I think Steve could pull that off because yeah, yeah. he still pretty much looks the same as he did 30 years ago but mm-hmm. Aykroyd's kind of ballooned up a tad Aykroyd looks a lot different Oh man, um, see my original idea for my ride was, and it's mainly just because I've been watching a lot of Five Nights at Freddy's recaps on YouTube, was to do something Five Nights at Freddy's esque, and then I, then I looked at my map and was like, wait, there's no place I could possibly put this ride, then because I I want I'm, also hold on, let's go back to yours real quick. Where's okay. your what's your history? What's your te- what are you teaching the children? Uh, I think for my, no, okay, so the exhibit part of it would definitely be, uh... It could be about like, the Marx Brothers. Well, there, there, there is that, and there's also, like, 
uh, part of the exhibit is like explaining the fact that I tried to like send people out to hunt ghosts. Oh, okay. How many uh, are the Stooges dead yet? Because you could use the Stooges as oh, well. Oh, they are quite. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they all died by the '70s <laughs> in a plane crash. Uh, they were in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World, and that was like 59 yeah, or yeah, yeah. something. Siri, what? when did It's a Mad, <laughs> Mad, Mad, Mad World come out? I thought it was going to be like, Siri, how many of the Three Stooges are dead? <laughs> Alexa, how many of the Three Stooges are dead? I'm sorry. Here's I something I found from the article David Carradine on Wikipedia. <laughs> Alexa, stop! (laughs) Please don't talk about David Carradine. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, it was a Three Stooges bit gone awry. (laughs) Well, well, man, I don't think we can do better than that. I think that has to be the end of the show right there. Uh, (laughs) There we go. We did it. We've made comedy. Actually, to be fair, the Amazon Echo. Amazon Echo did it. Okay, hold on. I'm just going to quickly. Let's see. Mo died in 1975. Welcome to our happy, fun comedy <laughs> podcast where we discuss the deaths. Uh, should we discuss Shemp? Would Shemp be in there? <laughs> um, let me see. I'm, okay, so Mad Men Mad World was 63, and they were in that, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. They. I think they all died in 1975. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, Curly died in 52. So, okay. Other than that, though, that was a... 75 was apparently a bad year to be a stooge. I could have uh, swore he was in... Maybe. No, it was, it was That must have been Shemp, then. It was Shemp in a fat suit. Um, <laughs> Alright, so Mr. Jim Murphy, it's been an episode. Bring, bring the fire. What you got waiting for me next week? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to annoy you slightly... Because I want you to. <laughs> this is gonna sound awful. I uh, you, you can veto this if you want to, make but I ride, think you make a ride about the three dead students. <laughs> but you can veto this if you want to. I I uh, I want you to do a ride or a attraction of some kind that is educational. You have to teach your uh, rider. Uh, attraction visitors something i don't care what it is all right child here's how vodka is made (laughs) yeah i don't care what it is it just has to be considered educational oh dude i got that i can do that shit all day let's do this i'll go to ireland and like fucking (laughs) just teach people about irish history oh shit oh no i've got mine i just came up with mine hell yes (laughs) I don't have anything. I just came up with the idea like it like three hours ago when I was at work. Oh, dude, hell yes! I've got I've got mine and I'm pumped and it's going in Ireland. <laughs> all right, all right. So Jim Murphy, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, I I'm on Twitter uh, at apparently smart. Yep, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's spelled S C O T T Y E M O. And make sure to buy all my books on Amazon: Queasel Corp, Queasel Corp Revelations, Queasel Corp Risen. All the, all the Quasal Court trilogy, and then, of course, BS versus the Gods. And make sure to check me out on this week's episode of Nerds Who 
make uh, me and my co-host on Fun Fiction Brenna join Mr. Zach Moore for a really good show. Hope you guys enjoy that. And then, of course, make sure to check out all the other BS Network podcasts online at a load of pure BS.com. Ladies and gentlemen, there's Fight Boys if you like wrestling, if you like uh, different forms of media, fun fiction. And then if you like two dudes being assholes, there's always a load of BS waiting for you over there. And, of course, make sure to check out all of the older episodes of uh, Opposite Attractions online at Opposite dash attractions.com and make sure to pick up your op at merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com or you can even do it on the uh, a load of bs website under the opposite attraction section so i adjusted that this week so the website's been updated so love that ladies and gentlemen and remember of course you can find jim and me on facebook and twitter at op at show that is spelled o-p-p a-t-t S-H-O-W, are you down with O-P-P?